from Arts and Crafts Dental. I'm Dr. Bridget Young, and this is Floss With Me, the dental chat you want to hear without fingers in your mouth or the sound of a drill in your ear. Welcome to episode two, What the Floss? It's August 2016, and I sit down in my chair at work, ready to greet my patient and get started. And my patient looks at me and says, you know, I just saw on the news that they're saying you don't have to floss anymore, that it, flossing is a big waste of time. And I just sat back. I was shocked. I looked at him with this blank look like, you know, what the floss? I said I didn't know what it, he was talking about, that I recommended flossing, and then I would look into it at my first opportunity which is what I did. As soon as I could, I got on Google and what came up was stunning. There was an article from The Verge that was titled, Tell Your Dentist to Suck It. There is little evidence flossing works. And then in small letters, it said, but maybe still do it. Now, essentially what this article stated was that according to the Associated Press, there was very little research that supported flossing, and so maybe it was a waste of time. But the author said he didn't like having corn stuck between his teeth, so he would probably still do it. Well, then I looked up the Associated Press article, and it was a little bit offensive, really, because they talked about the floss was a $2 billion industry, and maybe all this floss recommending was just motivated by profit. And again, they stated how they really, there really wasn't enough research that supported flossing. And that really got me thinking. So I looked up more of what I could find about research on floss. And there was some research studies. For example, there was a the Dorchester Dental Flossing Study that was done in 1976 where they took children and they the research assistants actually flossed like one side of their teeth and not the other and then they you know compared it over an 8 month period and that study decided that yes flossing did help you keep your teeth clean and then there were other floss studies that showed yes it helped you to keep your mouth clean so i'm thinking where's the big controversy well, the big controversy comes in the fact that there really isn't a lot of research, number one, and number two, there isn't research that says if you floss, you will never have periodontal disease. Now, what is periodontal disease? It's basically where bacteria gets under your gum and destroys the attachment that your tooth has to your gum and to the bone that it's sitting in. When that attachment is destroyed, you can literally reach your fingers inside your mouth and pluck your tooth right out of your head. Okay, so this is really bad. And nothing shows that if you floss every day, you will never get periodontal disease. So they're concluding flossing may just be a waste of time. Now, why is there not a lot of research? Well, essentially, the FDA doesn't really care about floss research because it's considered low cost and low harm. 
Floss doesn't cost very much, and you're not very likely to hurt yourself with a pack of floss. So the FDA just does not insist on tons and tons of research. There are a lot of different things to consider when you're talking about floss research. Different people floss differently. Um, are, is everyone flossing effectively? You know, there's a proper way to floss. You want to take the floss down under the gum, wrap the floss around the tooth, and scrape the side of the tooth. Not everybody does that. If you're just popping the floss in and out, you're not going to accomplish as much as someone who's flossing more properly. If you're arthritic, you may not be able to floss effectively. If you're a small child, you may not be able to floss effectively. So it's very hard to set up a research study and control it. Now, there are a lot of different factors to consider about periodontal disease. Keeping your mouth clean is a really big one, but there are studies that show there are people who never brush, never floss, and never get periodontal disease. And then there are people who floss and brush every day and do get periodontal disease. Some of the other factors involved are, is the person a smoker? Does the person have diabetes? Do they have a hereditary component that makes them more likely to get periodontal disease? And there are different types of periodontal disease, just like there are different types of cancer. Some periodontal disease um, are very responsive to treatment. Others are absolutely not responsive. When I really became sold on flossing is when I started cleaning other people's teeth. When I clean someone's teeth, I go through with a sonic scaler, then I go through with a hand scaler, and I really do my best at getting that person's mouth clean. And then I floss. And always, more gunk comes out on the floss, even though I've done what I thought was a really good job with my hand instruments. So what I challenge you to do is the same experiment on yourself. Eat something really sticky, you know, sticky rice, gummy worms, whatever, Oreos. Brush your teeth really, really well so you feel like your mouth is perfectly clean. And then floss. I guarantee you will find more debris on that floss. Okay, so what's the point of all this? Flossing may not prevent serious disease all by itself, but it does keep your mouth cleaner. And a cleaner mouth makes you less likely to get serious disease. It helps to keep your teeth and your gums healthy. So do whatever you have to do to keep your mouth clean. You know, you want to brush twice a day, floss once, use mouthwash, use a water pick, whatever it takes to make your mouth clean will help you not have cavities or gum disease and you will be healthier because of that. Now I'm moving to my segment that I call the Oral Report. So today's Oral Report is the history of floss. There is evidence that early man actually flossed his or her teeth with 
horsehair. And then uh, in 1815, a New Orleans dentist, Dr. Levi Spear Parmley, started recommending people floss with a waxed silk thread that you can you can find at the tailor's shop. And he taught people to brush twice a day and floss once a day. Sound familiar? Then with uh, World War II, silk became very expensive. And then Silk floss was replaced with nylon floss. By then, Johnson & Johnson really had their hook in the floss market, and the floss we have today was born. Now you can get all kinds of floss, cinnamon floss, mint floss, thin floss, thick floss, floss on a stick, and all of it helps to keep your mouth clean and healthy. All you have to do is just use it. So don't forget, brush twice a day, floss once a day, visit your dentist every six months. I'm Dr. Bridget Young and happy flossing.